Well, you heard from an epistle, Acts chapter 2, and you heard from John chapter 8. I want to take you back now at the beginning of my message to uh, Joshua in the Old Testament, to the 24th chapter. And I'm going to read for you now uh, from Eugene Peterson's Message Bible, which is a paraphrase. It's not an exact translation, but it's a paraphrase of what the meaning to this rather familiar chapter of Joshua uh, a passage of Joshua that you, you remember hearing or maybe you've got a plaque on the wall even that says as for me and my house we will serve the Lord that's where chapter 24 is well here's Eugene Peterson's uh, intro now the deal is uh, that uh, the, ch the children of Israel are poised now after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness they're poised to enter the promised land and Joshua wants to talk to them first and so he says to them, fear God. Uh, hit the next slide, please. Yeah, there we go. Fear God. Worship him in total commitment. Get rid of the gods your ancestors worshipped on the far side of the river and in Egypt. You worship God before we go into the promised land. If you decide it's a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you'd rather serve. But do it today before we go in. Choose one of the gods your ancestors worship from the country beyond the river or one of the gods of the Amorites in whose land we are living now. But as for me and my family, here it is, we'll worship God. Well, the people answered, we'd never forsake God, never. We'd never leave God to worship other gods. God is our God. He brought up our ancestors from Egypt and from slave conditions. He did all those great signs while we were watching. He's kept his eye on us along all the roads we've traveled and among the nations we've passed through. Just for us, he drove out all the other nations, Amorites and all who lived in the land. Count us in, Joshua. We too are going to worship God. Then Joshua told the people, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to worship God. He's a holy God. He's a jealous God. He won't put up with your fooling around and your sinning. When you leave God and take up the worship of foreign gods, he'll turn around and come down on you hard. He'll put an end to you, even after all this good he's done for you. But the people said to Joshua, No, no, we'll worship God. And Joshua said, Then get rid of of all the foreign gods you have with you and say an unqualified yes to the God of Israel. And the people answered, we'll do it. We'll worship God. Whatever he says, that's what we'll do. Well, sisters and brothers in Christ, as Pastor Greminger said, this is our Heritage Sunday. This is the day in which we celebrate our history. And don't forget that history is not only looking at where we have come from, but it is also understand we, where we are headed as God's people. We're headed to the promised land. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Smith preached a sermon on the, the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, those last words, come Lord Jesus, what kind of prayer it was, huh? History is marching to the end of the parade, to the time when we will cross over into the promised land. But we are not there yet. Now, thousands of our members, the members of St. Paul Lutheran Church, thousands of our members over the last 164 years 
have moved from human history into eternal history. Some of them maybe are your, are your own family members. And there's one day that when we too will join them and we'll cross over the Jordan into our promised land. And that's what Joshua and the people of Israel, after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, were poised to do. But before they entered into the promised land, Joshua wanted to make three things very clear. First of all, he reminded them who their God was. From all the other gods on the face of the earth, he wanted them to know the one true God. Second of all, he gave them a lesson in the history of their ancestors. And third, he asked for a fresh new commitment of obedience. Three things from our text, Joshua 24. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Same three steps. First of all, among all the other gods in this world, this culture that has gone spiritually mad during most of our lifetimes, we are boldly on this Trinity Sunday standing upon the lordship of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as the only true God. There is none other. Holy, holy, holy. As a matter of fact, in the fifth century, the early Christian church came with a creedal statement, the Athanasian Creed, that tradition here at St. Paul years ago was that we would read that whole long creed every Trinity Sunday. It is long, and it is numbered among the other two creeds, the Apostles, the Nicene, and the Athanasian, as the ecumenical creeds of the Christian church. Now, I'm not going to have us read the whole thing today, but the middle third of the Athanasian Creed is the nuts and bolts. And I want you to stand right now. It'll appear on the screen, and we're going to confess it together on this Trinity Sunday. Are you ready? We are compelled by the Christian truth to acknowledge each distinct person of the Trinity as God and Lord, and we are prohibited to say that there are three gods or lords. The Father is not made, nor created, nor begotten by anyone. The Son is neither made nor created, but begotten of the Father alone. The Holy Spirit is of the Father and of the Son, neither made nor created nor begotten, but proceeding. Thus, there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits, and in this Trinity, none is before or after another. None is greater or less than another. But the whole three persons are co-eternal with each other and co-equal, so that in all things, as has been stated, the Trinity in unity and the unity in Trinity is to be worshipped. Therefore, whoever desires to be saved must thank thus about the Trinity. You may be seated. The Athanasian Creed. This is the God, the one true God who has created us, preserves us, delivered us, ransomed us, saved us, made us his sons and daughters, made us heirs of eternal life. Our God has revealed himself as the one holy, true God, but he has revealed himself as three distinct persons. To him be the glory. All right, so the first thing Joshua did was make them sure they knew who their God was. We have just done that. 
the second thing Joshua did is he reminded them of the history of their ancestors. So let's do the same thing, okay? Heritage Sunday, 164 years ago tomorrow, uh, is technically June uh, 13th, is technically the day that our congregation came into existence. About 20 families who had been members of Trinity Lutheran Church down on West 28th Street. Uh, it was too far of a distance for them to go in those days, week after week. And so they established this outpost of the gospel out here in the orchards and vineyards and gardens of Dover, Ohio. Almost immediately, they called their first pastor and decided to join the new Evangelical Lutheran Church of Missouri, Ohio, and other states. That's what our synod was called back then. Our synod, by the way, was only 11 years old, which means that uh, this year also the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod celebrates its 175th anniversary. Worship services were held on those early years in that uh, former Baptist church, which is on the screen, which was located just a little east of here, about where Drug Mart is right now. Huh? And, uh, and then in 1863, just five years later, right in the middle of the Civil War, by the way, right? 1863, Lincoln set the, uh, the slaves free. Right in the middle of the Civil War, the congregation purchased this current acreage which has been our home ever since then. And the very next year, 1864, they erected the first worship and education building. Oh yes, I failed to mention to you that from the very beginning, 1858, our congregation had a school and, uh, and they needed additional facilities and so the first church building was both a, a worship facility and a school. In 1874, there was a terrible hailstorm that came through and destroyed the orchards and the vineyards and the gardens. They were wiped out financially, our ancestors and this congregation. But the Lord was not done with them, and despite setbacks, in 1877, due to steady growth, that first church building was not big enough. And so they constructed a new church building in 1877, that would include an altar which today is in the Luther Room down at the far west end of our facility. And when we have a baptism here in the contemporary service, that baptismal font sat in that 1877 church building. The congregation celebrated its 50th anniversary in 1908. Pastor Ruprecht, their founding pastor, our founding pastor, was still their pastor on the 50th anniversary. The only pastor that they had had, he would serve three more years before the Lord took him to his promised land. And when they did, when he did, when he died, there were 480 baptized members. And God wasn't done yet. Because in 1911, they built a brand new spectacular school building. In 1922, by the way, 11 years after that school building was built, our two oldest living members were born, Bob Crone and Dorothy Boster. Well, in 1927, several things happened. First thing is, a second worship service was added, now get this, in English. Uh, I can tell you, those were some horrendous voters' meetings. 
okay? A wonderful celebration. But there were terrible times in the country because this was in the middle of the Depression, the Great Depression, and yet they were growing steadily. And by 1933, our 75th anniversary, we had a thousand baptized members. And in the midst of the Depression, they took a thank offering on their 75th anniversary. We, I keep saying they, it's we, right? And at the same time, the city of Dover decided that Detroit Road needed to be widened. And they bought some land away from us in order to widen Detroit Road, and they gave us a pretty good chunk of money for that land, the city did. And in addition to the thank offering, the city also said, you gotta move your church back, further back from Detroit Road. So they dug a brand new basement with the thank offering, and they moved the church back to sit on the new basement, and they added 24 more feet to the length of the building to handle the crowds. Oh, the church was booming in the middle of a depression. And by the way, our pastor at that time was Pastor Single. That was his name, last name Single. And he was very active in the community. As a matter of fact, he was on a committee of the Dover leaders as they met to discuss a new name for the city. And it was Pastor Single who told that committee, you know, on the east side of Cleveland they have East Lake. On the west side of Cleveland, why don't we have a West Lake? And so it was. Pastor Single's suggestion was adopted. And there it is. In 1933, when the work was all done, St. Paul Lutheran Church and School, Westlake, halfway through our history. And as for the second half of the history, you don't want to be here till 1230, do you? So I'm not going to tell you about that. But some amazing things continued. But here's the deal. Some of you have lived through the second half of the history, or at least your parents, huh? or maybe grandparents. And we need to move on to the third lesson that Joshua wanted the people to examine themselves on. After all, an anniversary that only remembers is just a history book. And an anniversary that remembers and rejoices is just a party. But an anniversary that remembers and rejoices and renews itself for the future makes a difference in us and hopefully makes a difference in the world in which our Lord has placed us. An anniversary that remembers, rejoices, and recommits is not only a noun, it's a verb. It's an action word. And when the children of Israel said they wanted to serve God, you know, Joshua challenged them. And I believe he challenges us today also. Joshua told them that if they weren't careful, they would not be able to keep their vow of obedience. The people told Joshua, no, no, we're going to worship God. And Joshua said, well, then get rid of all the foreign gods you have with you and say an unqualified yes to the God of Israel. And the people answered, we will. Whatever he says, we will do. He reminded them that they needed a fresh, new commitment of obedience. Heritage Sunday each year for us gives us the same opportunity, doesn't it? And since this year of our anniversary falls on Trinity Sunday, may we as God's people say an unqualified yes to the one true God of all the worthless gods 
that people follow today. There is only one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy, holy, holy. Our God has led us through six generations of history, and he has blessed us. Think of it. Thousands of newborn babies baptized. Young people confirmed, shut-ins visited, sick people prayed for, sins taken away at the altar of the Holy Supper. Over 8,500 Sundays where the true law and gospel has been proclaimed from the pulpits of this congregation. But the heritage we are celebrating today is not grounded in what the pastors and the lay people of this congregation have done. Our commitment of, of obedience is not to buildings, pastors, teachers, dedicated family. It is to the good news that God has forgiven our sins. He has defeated Satan. He has offered eternal life. He gives meaning and purpose to our days, and he has done it all through the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, thousands of lives have been touched by the ministry of this congregation, and there are thousands more waiting for us to touch their lives. Happy anniversary, St. Paul Lutheran Church and School, Westlake, Ohio. Let this day be one in which we recommit ourselves to the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all praise be to you for our history, but all praise be to you also for the opportunity you have laid before us, the unbelievable resources you have given us, the opportunities galore that are right outside of our boundaries, and for the time in which we have before we cross over into the promised land, make us be obedient. Make us be faithful. May hear our recommitment to Jesus Christ alone. In him alone our hope is found. He is our light, our strength, our song. This cornerstone, this solid ground. Please rise and let's sing together.